So today, we want to talk about what it means not running to Mars. Not running to Mars. That's your concept. Yeah. So how did that come about? So I was, I was trying, if I could express in one concept, you know, how to express my gratitude toward everything I received and how to be clear about my commitment, about my work. How could I put that in one sentence or in one concept? It, it, was, it wasn't easy, you know, to come with it. And I remember it was after a conversation with you about something we're talking about, social media. I don't remember what it was. And I went walking through the city. And then I got until where you have the big UN building. And I was looking at the UN building. And I was looking at the water and seeing what the United Nations is supposed to represent. And seeing that piece of the water in New York and thinking, if I would need to scream something to all the people in that building, not the specific people, but what the UN represents, which is where we're supposed to collectively decide what we're going to do, what would I scream if I could say one sentence? And it came out, I'm not running to Mars. You know, and what does that mean, I'm not running to Mars? So some of my friends say, I don't understand you, Will, because you like technology. You enjoy reading about astrophysics. You enjoy exploring. Why would you say we shouldn't go to Mars? No, I'm not saying we shouldn't go to Mars. That's something different. I'm saying I'm not running away to Mars. You know, that concept of not running to Mars for me means so much. For example, you can say, okay, I'll build, let's, let's dismantle it piece by piece. You can say, okay, I will build a few spaceships to take how many of us? We're 8 billion. How many of us out there? If we cannot solve our problem here on Earth, so you're going to take 8 billion people somewhere else. You're definitely not talking for everyone, no? Because if we're talking about escape, escaping to where? How many people? And again, that's when it comes. It's about thinking for everyone is the commitment of not running to Mars. Because the moment you realize you have to deal with this planet, the moment you realize that we're smart enough, we have enough knowledge, enough technology, if we can match things well and we assume our responsibility that we are the species that has outnumbered and outsmart all the others on this earth, and we're part of it like all the others, 
we can first become smarter here and then decide what to do. Because it's like, if you don't have your house in order, how can you run somewhere else? What are you gonna solve somewhere else? I'll give you the example that always come to my mind. Imagine you're a bachelor. So when you're a bachelor, you, you don't really think too much. It's okay, it's a stage of life. You spend, outspend, you make enough money. Then, for some reason, you decide to settle. You find someone you like. Maybe you're even lucky you find someone you love. But more importantly, you find someone you can deal with to have a project together. And you say, you know what? Let's help each other out. And we start having children. We'll share with those children everything we've received. That is our relationship with planet Earth. Mm. And when we start settling, I treat you well, you treat me well, and like all species, we are given the gift of life, which is the gift to reproduce. We have children. But there is a balance that goes. We need to keep that balance. It's a cycle of nurturing. Now, if along the way we have two children, we have three, and for some reason, we have to sit because things are not going well. The way we had the balance before was okay for one child, but it's not enough for three. Mm -hmm. And we want to have more mm -hmm. because we want to keep helping each other out and building that relationship of life nurturing one another. And your answer is, you know what? I don't have to deal with that right now. I'm just going to chase some of the young girls out there right. and see if that's more interesting. I mean, that's not the way adults deal with things. There are some adults that will get to a point where that becomes empty, but there are some adults that will never get to that point. And it's not an age thing it's not even a maturity thing. It's just, I don't know. There are just some people who get to where that's not what they want and other people who they'll do that to the day they die. To, to do what exactly? You to mean? continue on that sort of empty cycle of having to avoid, uh -huh. um, I guess, staying on the planet. Mm -hmm. Avoid the relationship. Yeah, which is, you know, how you would define being on a planet and exactly. then, you know, the rest of the, the emptiness of it or, you know, the chasing around, exactly. I guess that's the running away exactly. component of it. And it's really an individual thing, I guess, mm -hmm. of, of when you get to a point where you do or don't want that, or if you ever get to that point. Mm -hmm. And some people never had an interest in that. Yes. I understand completely. Yeah. I understand completely. It's, and, that's, and I really believe it's not an age thing. Mm -hmm. I really, like, everybody I always agree. says, the people that grow that, people that grow that. Well, no, they don't. No. There are some people who, at 18, you know, they, they want a relationship, in a, you know, to, to get married or whatever. And there mm -hmm. are some people at 88 who still don't want that. Exactly. So, yeah, it's just an interesting way we're wired. Or I would even say it's more than just the experiences of which you have, which 
I would almost think there's something in the DNA that comes with that mm-hmm. as to, you know, what, at what point on a personal level we decide, you know, what yeah. it is that we want yeah. on the planet in a personal relationship. Yeah. But, you know, it's funny. I, I love that we're taking into that point of relationship because every time I'm looking about relationship between stars and planets and around, I see the same thing with relationship with, in a family, with friends, even with the influencers on Instagram. You see the same, the same kind of dynamic. I always see the same kind mm. of dynamic, you know? Um, but that, uh, of there is a reason why you stay around. There's a reason you go away. You know, I, I like to say like love, there's a sentence that came to me like love is like the gravitational pull. Yeah. Because it keeps things coming back at each other. Yeah. In sort of an harmony. You don't know why you circle around the people you love. You don't know why. You go away, but you always come back. Yeah. Even if you're not there, you think about them. You know? And uh, when I look at my scream of I'm not running to Mars, it's just like we forgot that relationship with this planet. Hmm. We need to go back. We need to remember that as long as we keep that relationship going, we will still live on this planet and do whatever we want to do because we're smart enough. We're smart enough. But we've been playing at each other instead of playing with each other. And that is an incredible waste of resource and energy on the wrong subject. Now I I understand it's not easy to see it that way because, and that's why I I say I'm so thankful for for the things that I've experienced. That's why I I say those things, you know? Mm. Because when you take a very smart guy 15 years old, your family already tell you where you want to go to study. If you don't have the money like most people, you will go and you'll have debt. By the time you finish your work, if you're really smart, you have done internship in so many of those big corporations, hoping to get a job. So most people's creativity is between 20 and 35 years old. So you will go into that company and you will do whatever you ask for to keep doing that company's purpose without asking you yours. And in exchange, you get money to pay for your debt, which is okay, Mm. which is completely okay. And I'm talking about the few smart people who are smart enough to get into a good school and get a good job and get a good training. For the rest of the population of this planet, they don't even understand what that means. Yeah. If you understand that more than 50% of this planet lives on two point on $5 a day. Yeah. 80% on $10 a day. So the few 
one 5% that are really, 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 really smart, what is their job? Their job is not to run away from the rest. You know, their job is to think how to make available to the rest and close that gap. Now, someone say, I'm just being altruistic. No, no, I'm being very, I'm, I'm wired to survivalship. I mean, my DNA is wired to survivalship. So, the responsibility of finding ways to match all worthwhile ideas to the right channel is a survivalship thing. Because we are blessed with 8 billion people, that means randomly, we have 8 billion decisions that can be taken. The way we approach this thing now is because we cannot figure out yet how to make sure that we channel the right decision to the right doors, we create molds. We create um, influencers. Mm. And we're trying... Do you mean social media? Is that what you're talking about? Social media is just one new expression right. of what an influencer is. For example, I was raised thinking of Napoleon. Okay, That's sure. an influencer. I can think of Einstein. I, that's another influencer. Sure. You know, so what I'm trying to say is before I even... And that's why I was taking the example of those young kids. Before you even stop and understand what is your uniqueness, you're already trying to emulate someone else. Right. And... What we're doing with that is instead of having 8 billion possible solutions to a problem, we probably have five people and everyone else trying to think like them. Right. So what you just did with that population is instead of being smarter, we become dumber by the five prototypes that we're trying to follow. Trying to follow as opposed to carve our own path. Exactly. You know, just on an off note from that, I always found that I lived in Los Angeles for a long time. And, you know, you're surrounded by very wealthy, successful terms, you know, entertainment industry dominated people. Mm -hmm. And I always found it to be really fascinating because you had all these people that, you know, won awards, whatever it was, that living the dream, quote unquote. And yet it always felt like they were so empty and always trying to find meaning in their lives and you see it now on Twitter when they engage in political things they know nothing about or try to express opinions here or do this or do that and it's just always funny to me because it's like yeah you have all these riches and this sort of platform and, and influence and yet you know with so many of them that it's such emptiness inside and they try they want to be taken seriously because their biggest fear is yeah sure i'm famous but i'm not really taken seriously in the world and you just see it you know now in in, in social media and and sort of the political posturing and everything and i always just found it to be this strange insecure dynamic that existed around me and it was always like <laughs> On one hand, you appreciated that they were trying to use their influence for something more than yes. just, you know, being on a TV show and reading yes. lines. Yes. But then, yeah, it was just sort of a strange dichotomy of, well, you know, what is the appropriate thing you do with that platform then? Because which, you're which, trying to be a political person here, but you really know nothing about what you're talking about. So, um, 
you know, how do you use your platform for good? Sure, you can bring awarenesses to to good causes, you know, I guess, or you know, or how do you find your own uh, your own path in in being able to have influence? Um, so I always really admire. Yeah, there are always certain new celebrities that that really find a passion and and really pursue that and define themselves through that. Um, and you can really, I think tell the genuine from the ones that are just sort of grasping at straws and doing it for public perceptions. Yeah. But the thing is, the thing is, you know, it's like uh, the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. In the end, we're all human. It doesn't matter how much, how much um, smoke and mirror you have around yourself. You know, like I always say, in the end, um, is understanding your purpose in life. Mm. If you don't understand your purpose in life, money just magnify it. Yeah. You know, it's like I always say, money is just a magnifier. If you're stupid, it makes you more stupid. If you're smart, it makes you more smart because you, yeah. have, you can expand, you can expand whatever you're doing. Yeah. You know, so, um, and, and, and again, it's like, um, so when I'm, when I'm saying that scream of, of not running to Mars, It's a stop, you know, stop. I'm not following. Let me think first. Let me understand how much I can do. Let me understand what's already available to me instead of trying to sell me the next big thing. Because if you look at it, it's the same logic again, you know. Mm. I am in that relationship where we have children and I just need to think, how do we keep expanding and we keep nurturing that love relationship between each, each other? And instead of taking that mature step, I say, oh, let me see what else is out there. Let me run away. You know, and, and my, when I'm saying I'm not running to Mars, it's like, I fundamentally believe, and that is core to my life, that every problem well explained can be solved. Now, why is that such a difficult thing to do? The first problem we have is we do not want to go to layers and layers and layers of peeling the onion because it's painful, you know. It's painful, you cry. We don't want to do that. Why don't we want to do that? Because we want to too fast show the other person or show to ourselves we know the solution. And we're trying to come up with solution we use in the past to solve something that is happening today that has absolutely nothing to do with who I am, what I think I am, what I think I understand. I need to look at my problem in front of me right now. Forget everything you've assumed so far. Forget everything. And that's where I see even history is a danger again because if I look at history, I can assume that you have different cultures, different way of lives. Yeah, yeah, that's one angle of looking at it. But when you look from the outside of this planet, all you see is one race, one gen genetic code that is trying to survive in symbiosis with the biosphere. We need to assume that's what we are. We need to assume it. Otherwise, again, we're wasting the only resource we're allocating wrong, which is time. Time to solution, which is how fast can I find the solution based on the resources I have available.
And you only come to that when you come to uniqueness of purpose, so simple, and concentration of energy. Also so simple. Why is it so hard? It's really hard. It is really, really hard. To concentrate? To understand. So I'll, I'll tell you something. It's a little story. Mm -hmm. It's a Zen story. Mm -hmm. A student knocks on the temple's door to get in. The Zen master answered, who is it? The pupil responded, it's me. And the Zen master said, take me to infinity or take it to zero. You can continue that cycle. Mm. Because if the student didn't get the message, he will knock again on the door to ask the same question, trying to get in. And the Zen master said, take me to infinity or take it to zero. What is that cycle? So, you know, I remember I, I read this like 20 years ago. And it always come back, you know, come back. And you, you, you have different understanding of what it means. Today, for me, what it literally means is the moment you understand there is no me different than the rest. You either take it to infinity. That means you assume responsibility for everything around you, everything on this planet, each individual assume that, or you take it to zero, which is you take away completely what you think you need against the other, you get to the same conclusion. What is that conclusion? We are already sharing one fate because we're all on this ship which is called a planet no matter how you want to look at it you know it's like family in fighting i can fight with my dad with my mom with my children whatever it is but in the end the families that do survive is because they understand they're one how many more marriages would survive if people remember they're on the same side instead of the other, you know? Exactly. I think that's always a key. Exactly. You know, and that's what not running to Mars means. It's, it has so many connotations for me, but, but the way it happened is because I saw myself, if I could scream, I'm not running. Now, that means if you guys want to take a ship and live, okay, I'll hang out with the homies behind and we'll find a way out, you know? Um, I've done some running in my life. That's why I know it doesn't solve anything. Yeah. You know, you run away from problems. You They'll just, always catch up to yeah, you. Yeah, they do. They yeah. do. <laughs> I don't know. Because it's like, because what you need to realize is that you need to confront them and uh, deal with them. What about all the people that said they were going to leave and move to Canada when Trump was elected? <laughs> None of them left. <laughs> <laughs> you're bad. You know, you like you like that. You, yeah, you like having your laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember they're all they're all moving to Canada, and then none of them did. Come on, unfortunately. <laughs> you know what's funny? What's funny about the way we approach this? We think so differently on so many things mm -hmm. 
that's why I think it makes for a great conversation for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I always get to learn the other angle with you. And I really appreciate that. Well, it's one of the big <laughs> things I think people, you know, what they're finding and why people are, are doing a lot of psychedelics is it really forces you to confront mm. things inside you that you may have suppressed or been running away from uh, mentally or mm-hmm. emotionally. And I think that's one of the, you know, the healing remedies of, of a lot of ayahuasca and um, DMT and a lot mm-hmm. of those things and why they're finding them to be really beneficial from a medical point of view is, is it forces you to, Really confront and deal with, yeah, (laughs) with the things that you would otherwise want to run away from. Yeah, I've read some papers. John Hopkins has has a lot to say about that. And then there is there is a guy I I I I follow his work, which is Paul Stamet. Mm -hmm. Uh, I interviewed him once. Oh yeah, yeah, Boston guy, right? Yeah, MIT guy. Yeah, yeah. really, really a nice character. Really a warm, lovely, smart human being. I I very much enjoyed my conversation with him. He he says a few a few interesting things that I that I do agree with. Some I don't. Some I do. Like everything, you know. Yeah, of course. uh, I I really appreciate the work he's doing, and and especially explaining mycelium, explaining the the part I connected the most with his work is. When he's explaining how the mushroom web underneath the planet is actually probably the smartest being on Earth. Mm. Of course, and, and, and the funny thing about it is we define, we define smart and intelligence based on what we think is smart is intelligence. Book smarts and exactly. intelligence, yeah. And, 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 and we don't understand, for example, the universe is smart, even if we're, it's not talking to us. Our bodies are extremely smart. There we go. Yeah. You know? So you might not know how to listen, but that doesn't mean it's not talking. Yeah. Um, and that's one of, so that angle of, of understanding the amount of knowledge in the mycelium and how to, at some point, even in one of his books, something I, interesting that he even said is like, maybe we'll have a microchip, you know, like a computer that can translate the knowledge into those mm. web to help us heal, heal ourselves and heal the planet because they have so much knowledge. Um, but again, I mean, he said he said a few things that I think are, are worth um, uh, sharing. Some other things I think um, I don't fully agree, but doesn't mean anything. That's what I love about this this world, you know, like so many angles because we need to attack this on many angles. Uh, but but I know John Hopkins is doing a lot of research on how you know. Um, from the neurotransmitters aspect of changing how that affects your capability to confront certain um, hard things. Yeah. You know, I even saw uh, something on the TV. You know, I don't watch TV, but uh, someone someone told me that uh, um, a 60 minute something that uh, a woman that was going to. Yeah, I did see that segment. You saw that yeah, one? yeah. And she was able to accept her death. Or yeah. Something. Yeah. Yeah, they, they were. Um, yeah, they did a lot of. They did a segment on you know people's being able to yeah. find peace, I guess, yeah. in uh, in that experience. Yeah. But but the whole thing we're talking about is how fast can you become an adult? You know, which is right. how fast can you understand what is obvious? You know, yeah. which is at some point you are married with children. <laughs> 
Right. And you, there's a responsibility that comes responsibility. with that. Of course. You cannot run away tomorrow. And, and you know the funny thing about it? So when once you, say, you once you once you have that kid, I mean, once you know you you're you're in it. You're in it. I mean, and it's it's yeah, you're in it. You're in it. And the funny thing is, you say yeah, but so you cannot. We when I say we, I'm talking the human DNA <laughs> is not able to live symbiotically with the planet that gave birth to you, and you still want to tell me we're going to Mars to live. Not to explore, but to live, because that's that's our future. And then when you say no, but we don't even know if it's if you can live there, you say, no, we'll nuke them. So understand the logic of this. First of all, we don't understand what's going on on Mars enough. Okay? But the first relationship you want to have is let me send some nuclear bomb as my signature of welcoming. This is who I am. I bomb things I don't understand. Mm. How can that be intelligent? It might be smart because it will drive a lot of social media and the algorithms will eat on it when you say something like that. But it's not intelligent because what's happening is... Well, there's a reason nobody's used nuclear weapons since, you know, 1945. <laughs> I mean, the threat is there, but nobody's actually used them. Yeah. But, but the point is, you're saying the way I solve, the way I say hello to another planet is by sending a nuclear bomb first. Who's sending a nuclear bomb? But that's the logic. You know what I mean? The logic is, this is the kind of people who want me to follow them. I mean, and, and, and I think that's why it's dangerous for the young guys, the youngsters and the young women out there, because you, you say, oh. It's actually a funny thing to think about. Yeah, but I'm not running to Mars. I need to deal with my adult relationship with this planet. When I can do that, everything else becomes simpler. Because if I do not solve my problem here, understanding that I need to allocate my resources better, understand that we already have everything we need to understand that, we need to stop playing at each other to play with each other. Sure. We simplify the equation. We simplify so much. Will we get there? I don't know. But I'm not even optimistic. I know that is the solution. It doesn't matter how long it takes us. Only that way can we get out. Right. Only that way can we get out. You know, and that's why I like that we're 8 billion different angles. I just think the way most structures are set up, it's not really to be all that unified. No. Even though most of us are, you know, we are, we're all quite unified in terms of what we have in common. But I think, oh, yeah, there's a lot of um, a lot of money to be made in division, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. You know, so I, I, there, is, there is something I say usually, I usually, and I say that a lot, is like most people don't even know how to be selfish. Right. Because their definition of the self is wrong. Right. So what I mean by that is usually we optimize short term because that's all we can know. But if we would look at the bigger picture, we would be surprised of how much more money we can make. I mean, there's no... What is money? So the way, the way I like to, to people to understand that is when you look at something like Bitcoin... 
I know you don't like Bitcoin, you don't like blockchain, but just bear with me. No, some people don't like it. It's just not my thing. <laughs> I know. And I'm not going to talk about technical. I'm just going to share one angle of it, which for me is still a surprise every day. Yeah. Okay? So I have a bunch of friends who can explain to you why there's the value in it, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. They will talk about nodes, a bunch of things. Then I have my other friends from finance, you know, that can come and explain to you from like, an equation of money, why the price is the price, okay? And I enjoy talking to all of them because, you know, that's how you, 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 keep, you, keep, you keep learning. But for me, the phenomenon about this thing, even if we don't understand it, you know why there is value in it? Because everybody else says so. All of a sudden, we realize that the only things that have value is the things we value. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is that has value today is because you value it. The moment you stop giving it value, it's done. Mm -hmm. So let's look again at social media, being an influencer and all this thing. Okay. What is the value of an influencer? The people following it. So what is the power of an influencer? The people who wants to be influenced by them. But each individual trying to follow an influencer think that the influencer is more powerful than he or she, which is in reality the other way around because what, what you were able to solve is a technological platform in the middle, which is a relationship between leaders and followers, however you want to look at it in different angles. And we forgot that in the end, we could be living in a world where each one is an influencer, because in the end, we are. Of course, we're all influencers of different capacities and different components of our lives. It's like when, when, I, when I read, you know, all those stories about wars, about how Napoleon did this, how Rommel did that, how Patton did this, you know, different generals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but they did it because they were each individual were the soldiers, right. who had families, who had children, who believed in what they told them they had to do. So there's no general without people following you. And the incredible thing about groups is, even if the general tells me, let's go left, but what makes me go left is when I look at my friend, my brother, he's going left with me. Mm. again so whatever that general did is because when I look at my brother it wasn't about the general it was about is that what we need to do to survive and when I see that in his eyes we move together now if we think and I cannot see that in the eyes of my brother why would I move <laughs> again why would I move and then the moment you stop giving value the value disappear because the only thing of value is the relationship to the guy in my neighborhood is the relationship with the guy across across the street that I'm having but survival is your form of value that is why you're doing it irrespective of whether you're looking into someone else's eyes or not exactly you're doing that because survival is what you've assigned the value to yes and you believe that is the, the best path for that that is the best because, you know, 
I made a joke once talking to a professor, a very smart professor, probably he'll, he'll win a Nobel Prize at some point, it doesn't matter. But I told him, I don't, I don't know if that lunch went well or not, but at some point I said, look, when I was younger, I wanted to run fast. And I kept running fast. And I realized I was running alone. And you know what I realized? It's not fun. Mm. It's not fun running alone. Running alone from what to what? So it's like... Because I love running alone. <laughs> you love running alone. I do. I love, I love being independent. I love being a free spirit. I love not having people around me to weigh me down to some degree or to try to pull okay. my mind in a different direction. And I'm okay. very stubborn sometimes to, you know, which can be a, a plus and a minus, okay. but I quite love being on a, on a, a path that is mine. Yes. Okay. So that's good that you said that. Mm -hmm. because I, I do believe each one needs to be on their own path. Yeah. But being on your own path cannot be achieved if all the other things that need to be taken care of, no one else is taking care of them. Right. So in the end, the privilege of being myself is a gift from everyone else being themselves and doing their job. Because there's no way I can express myself fully if each person doesn't do their part. Mm -hmm. You know? And that's what I realized. What I realized is in order for each human being to be full, you have to help everyone else being complete. That's where you take the weight away from your shoulders. And right. That's how you get faster to solutions. Right. And those type of architecture, and then I'm jumping again, <laughs> because those type of architectures, we can do them today. We're just not thinking about them because we're using algorithms to maximize other things, but it's okay. It's, it's just, it's just, a, that's why I say people usually are not selfish enough because they, they define the self too narrow, you know, because if you, if you expand understanding what the self is, you actually make more money, but it's okay. I don't know how long we'll take to get there, but it's mm. okay. But that's the path I'm on. That's the, that's the, that's what I'm building. That's what I'm doing. But, uh, We'll see. And, and I enjoy the mistakes I make. I, I enjoy, you know, that I'm always one step away. When I talk to my friends, they say, how are you doing? I say, I'm one step away from disappearing, but I'm also one step away from the Big Bang. Yeah, <laughs> you know? right. And I live there. Yeah. I live at that limit. And, On that and, precipice of, of, you know, yeah. And, and you know what it does to me? It keeps me humble because I have absolutely no time to be proud of anything I've done. Because everything I've done just got me to the point so I can make my next decision, which everything depends on. Right. And only living at that point, I feel free. Right. Free from my past, free from everything, because I need to do my next decision and be happy about it. You know? Right. And that's, that's... And you know, that's something else I see a lot of, uh, you know, people that live in their past. They live in their past achievements and they, that they can just never find identities beyond yeah. that, you know, by yeah. beyond what they did that was successful 10, 20 years ago. Exactly. And it might be you know, difficult to top, but, you know, people live in that 
instead of looking for the next challenge, they still live in that in a bubble of of success of the past exactly. without actually recognizing or, or pushing or even believing that they can do something just as, you know, find that next challenge to conquer. And, and you see that, um, I see that a lot just, yeah. you know, I think social media also makes it easy for people to live in that past. Cause you've got your throwback you Thursdays your exactly. and your flashback Fridays yeah. and everybody's sort of living in, in, you know, you have to you have to stay coherent with something. What? Yeah, you, you have know? to find a new goal and to keep pushing. You have to achieve one goal. You know, maybe take 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 a minute to uh, give yourself acknowledgement for that goal. There's nothing wrong with that. Yes. But be quick to move on from it because yes. otherwise you do become a stagnant human being who can only live um, in the past and, yes. and not push forward to the next thing. You know, one of in 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 in. So it's like the concept of idolatry, mm-hmm. you know, what is an idol? Right. <laughs> so I'll tell you. So the, the, the concept of idol is like you're working for someone else. Right. No. So when you become, when your past achievement become your own idol, you become that stone. Right. Why? Because everything you do today has only one objective, which is reaffirming what I did before. Right. And I become stoned. I'm stuck. Right. Well, in reality, there is no such thing like, you know, like the Zen master was saying, take me to infinity or take it to zero. Because if you take me to infinity, my next move has absolutely nothing to do with a specific path my life was on because that was just one possible path. Mm. But what matters next is everything else because it is the moment I'm making that decision, that's all there is. Everything I've achieved before or every dream I have in the future completely disappear based on my next present decision. When one can have that kind of focus, it only comes at the price of letting go of all your idols, of letting go of everything you're trying to hold on to that doesn't make sense for your next decision. Right. Or trying to follow a path that's not yours. Exactly. And, and, and I think people forget no one is you and that's your power. And that's why we're 8 um. billion different angles yeah and we, we look up to people thing. we look up to people and i think that's great but then if we you know if we can't follow their trajectories exactly and get to the their you know point of success or whatever then we feel like failures instead exactly. of recognizing that that that's only part of the path and, and well, we ours is different failures to ourself yeah because we put some well, what is success really? Here you know, and I think when we think of success, the first things that come to mind, I'm sure if you ask 95% of people, it will be career, money, you know, and I think we forget the success of to have good personal relationships is a, is a, is a success and yes. important success. And, and, and the definition of your, and the quality of your relationships can be termed success so I think that's something we don't always put emphasis on that you know other cultures and societies you know do a lot more than we do 
Mm-hmm. You know, when there is, there is, I usually relate to people who've been through a lot and survive. So, you know, Elton John has that incredible song that my son all the time say, put it, put it again, put it again. Mm. It's, I'm still standing. Yeah. You know, it means so much. Yep. It means so much. You know, we, I, I think we don't value ourselves enough. Whenever someone tells me, hey, how are things going? My answer is I'm still standing. Mm. You know, I'm, we were talking earlier about people who are famous and then um, still struggling. There's nothing else than struggle in life. I, I don't know who you are, um, whatever you have in front of you. You still need to solve that puzzle of life. You know, that's what it yeah. is. You, you need to solve it for yourself and you cannot solve it by copying someone else. You need to solve it for yourself. Yeah. And once you solve it for yourself, the only thing you want to do is help everyone around you to solve it for themselves. Because if you become someone else idol, you're doomed. Because what you're doing is you're not letting that other person do his work so he can help me do mine faster. You understand where I'm going I with I think it? there's nothing wrong with having idols. I think there's always people that we can look up to in life that can give us inspiration when yes. we're feeling lost, when we're feeling a little, you know, disjointed. I think it's 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 kind of nice to have people in different walks of life that you can look to for big and small things. I know I rely on it a lot when I'm feeling discombobulated in some way. Yeah. It's to turn to... to to great writers or great thinkers, great journalists, great, um, you just, it, it depends on, on what it is that I'm feeling, but I, I definitely have a collection of people whose YouTube's I'll, videos I'll look up or whose mm-hmm. books I'll read or even just quotes I'll look up, um, when I need that source of inspiration. And I mean, I don't generally refer to them in my head as idols, but I guess you could in some way. Mm-hmm. Because they're people that I, I turn to when I need that boost. My God. Um, and I, I really do rely on that yeah. at times. You know, that, that, that opens the door for me to share some, some angle about that, you know, which is I do make the difference between the teaching and the teachers. Yeah. Because I, like you, um, relate to incredible poetry, to art to everything of beauty. You know, there's so many ways, there's beauty in so many things. Um, and uh, even to great, I study, I read a lot. You know, it's just like, I'm always trying to find patterns on things. Um, but I do make the difference between the teachers and the teaching. Mm. Because what I'm connecting to is the message, not the messenger. Because the messengers come in different form and shape. And they will come and go and disappear. But what stays is the understanding of the message. When we can connect to the message regardless of the messengers, that's where you get rid of idols in your life. Because that message is for you. The messenger got his. (laughs) And represent that piece of art which was his life. Mm. But my life cannot be a second copy. I need to take that message from the original source and make my life 
a different example. Mm. So I do connect to those incredible people that were before me, but so I can connect to the message they were connected to. So when I connect to a great piece of poetry, I connect to beauty. You know, when a friend of mine is at the beach of Malibu and take a picture and send that to me, I'm grateful. You understand? I'm grateful to, wow, this is the sun affecting the planet at that different angle. And at that moment, everything else makes sense. Me looking at this, that's beauty for me. It's free. And no photo will ever be the same. No, no person will go. ever take the exactly the exactly same photo. The same. Even exactly the same thing, exactly the same time of day, whatever. Exactly. No one is ever going to take exactly the same photo. And that moment will only exist in that moment and exactly. will never be the same again. And that's the uniqueness. Mm-hmm. And that's where I say, beware of idols. Connect to the message, but not to the messenger. Be thankful for the messenger. But do not judge him or put him more than he is or less than he is because he's just another human being like you. Yes. But the message is the beauty. And connect to that message and be thankful, however it came to you. You know, so, and, and, and that's the way I, I, I see it. And, and that's why I'm so optimistic that, I don't know, maybe I'm too optimistic. <laughs> but when I look around, the things I, I can solve in terms of technology, I say, if I can think of them, It's because everyone else is already thinking of them. So I never think that I'm smarter than anyone else. Like I said, it's it's a question of incentive. Right. Of realization, what I need to do with the tools. But the tools are already there. The tools are already there. And and I think we need to stop treating symptoms as root cause. Symptoms are symptoms. You know, when I look at climate change, for me that's a symptom. When I look at conflict, wars, for me, that's another symptom. Um, Because the root cause is with time, things get complex. You know, that's a law of of nature, which is called entropy. Yeah. As time goes by, aging comes. Aging is a a function of entropy, you know. Mm. Things get more and more complex. So for you to solve entropy, it never solve. It's it's never solvable. It's an infinite. It's an infinite dance you do, you know. What you're trying to solve is how my internal balance can deal with the external imbalance. Because every system with time becomes more complex and ten out of going in disorder. So you need to put more and more energy into simplifying things so you can keep moving forward without breaking. Mm. That's the relationship we're having with this planet right now and with the whole solar system. We haven't been moving fast enough to understand how to deal with those things because we're playing around at each other still. But the consequence is we can jump because it's quantum leaps. Yeah. You can jump and solve it. Or you don't jump and you don't solve it. Either way, I'm not running to Mars. Because I'm the kind of guy that I see the solution, I cannot stop until I make it happen. That's my life. Right. You know? And and I enjoy the journey in itself. And because I'm so wired to 
there's there's a bunch of other things that can distract your brain. Statistics is one of them, but let's not go to that conversation now. But when you get to the root cause of things and I need to make a move, I am concentrating on making this planet better for my children. That's right. where all my energy is. That's your motivator. That's where all my energy is. Mm -hmm. Because the decision of going to the mountain by myself, I took that a while ago. I, I thought I could retire and go to a mountain and still meditating for so long. Right. And then I realized I cannot escape because if I'm in the same boat and there's a guy at the corner making a hole in that boat, he's going to sink us all. <laughs> Yeah. So me retiring to the mountain and meditating like I wanted to do 15 years ago doesn't solve it. So the way you do that is you commit more. Okay, you get married, you have children. Now I wake up in the morning and I look at my son and I say, you know what? I'm going to make this well the best I can, you know, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, that's a, it's, it's a great source of motivation. You know, and, and that's the way I approach it. And, and it's so much fun um, because... I've learned to not take myself so serious anymore. You right. Know, because And that's important too, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I love you know, I love the idea of of people that want to achieve great things and big things and I have to admit though I cringe and I have one particular friend and yeah. when he always says that he plans to save the world, I just wanna like <laughs> Come on. I grit my teeth and I go, Okay, cool in my head I'm just like, Oh my god, please give me a fucking break. Uh. Because we can't take ourselves that seriously. No. As much as we'd all love to save the yeah. world, it's not something that you can save small increments of it yeah. and, and impact different people's lives. You but can I do think your job. I think we get a little bit delusional sometimes yeah. in certain <laughs> aspects. So it no. is part of enjoying the journey that we are on and and not being the tortured artist of um you know uh, of people of the past and and being able to sort of find that yes. delicate balance of yes. uh seriousness and progression with yes. uh with just enjoying the ride and smiling through it and having great people around the quality of the relationship the yeah <laughs> i really i really believe that as a society if we if we valued that aspect of of looking at the quality of our relationships as being equally as a point of success as, as a certain salary or career trajectory or whatever and if we just really viewed that as being a a pillar of success i really think that we would uh we'd we'd have a different mentality in a different world yeah yeah we'll see i mean that's it. I, I know out there there's a bunch of very smart people who enjoy the game of life. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. And that's the game we're playing. It's the and game of staying life alive. Is different. <laughs> yeah. Each life is different. And, yes. and I'm not one to follow down the whole, you know, everybody, not everybody, but a lot of people talk about, oh, but you've got to have balance in this and this. Well, to be truly, really the best and the greatest at what you do, if that's what you want, you're not going to be a balanced person. There's no way any of the best of the best mm -hmm. are, no matter what industry they're in, you know. What do you There's, mean that you cannot be balanced and be... You, you, you're you going to be tipping it to one scale. To be the absolute epitome of what you're trying to do, uh -huh. you're never going to be able to devote... 40%, you know, 30% to your work, 30% to your family, 30% to whatever, you know, recreation. 
it's not going to work. If you want to be the best, I mean, you ask, I'm sure you, you can mean. ask LeBron James. Okay. You can probably <laughs> ask, um, you know, Steve Jobs if he was alive, you know, they're not going to tell you that they had a perfectly balanced life. And I think that's something we also, you know, if you want to be the greatest, you're going to have to accept that the, there isn't going to be an equal balance the way that, that we've judged it in society and that's okay too. Yeah. You know, I think we, we're so quick to just have to slap certain labels of how life should be. Um, you know, and I know with what I do, it's the sort of career that is very much a lifestyle. It's not, I don't look at myself as having a job. I don't look at myself as even having career. I think what I've chosen to do, which, you know, is as a war reporter and a correspondent is it, a lifestyle when I'm not, traveling, whatever, I'm still reading, I'm still learning, I'm studying languages, I'm, you know, talking to friends from different parts of the world, um, you know, and I'm really trying to develop as much as I can because I love it because it's part of my lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And that can be quite confronting, I've learned, for people that want to sit and press me about, you know, but what else do you do? What do you do to decompress? What do you do here? What do you do there? And I, I kind of have to explain, like, my job is not a nine to five. It's not a... It's or it's it's a lifestyle job, and I and I willingly chose that. It wasn't. I didn't. It's my choice to want to be better at it and the best at it. In my part of my downtime is in an indirect way, you know, become trying to to learn more yes. and become better at it. And I, I'm also just against the very much the labeling that we have in about in, what is success, about what is success, yeah, exactly. but what how you should live your life, what a balanced life is, and this whole well, what do you do to decompress things? But you know, I'm like you know what, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, the point is when when I was listening to you, yeah. saying you cannot have a balance. I completely disagree, but I wanted to finish to no. see where you're going with Don't it. Don't you can't. Just no. not for everybody. If you want to, no. so, you know, I, I pretty much will end, say ninety percent of the people at the top of their game. I'm guaranteed they not have a balance, quote unquote, balanced life. But what I understood from your answer, yeah, you know, because while you were saying that, I was listening to you. you yeah, know? and and in the end is, you probably won't have balance defined as someone else balance mm. but you will have your balance you, you eventually what I mean? you'll, you'll find like, the way the scales tip yeah because if you're not balanced you will disappear you will have nervous breakdown whatever it is you will not continue to be on top of your game so i do believe that any high performer to perform at his highest finds his balance you know what i mean mm. because otherwise you cannot stay there long enough to make an impact right so when when i look at it and that's where i agree with you and i when buffett said when once you find you can make your job what you like you never work one more day in your life because you're not working sure you know it's like in my case is the moment i find a problem i need to solve i keep digging and i know why i'm digging you know, and you make it, like you said, a lifestyle, but it has to be balanced. But maybe I, I think what we're saying is your balance of your life cannot be defined by someone else's balance. Yes. You know, you need to, because I do think, so what I usually tell very smart people that are very young when they start, they're usually very strict with others, but even stricter with themselves. Of course. 
And I tell them, stay balanced. It's a marathon. Mm. It's a marathon. Do not assume that you know enough that young to be so judgmental. Give yourself a break so you can learn more. Give yourself a break. Give others a break. Mm. That way you learn way faster. Right. Way faster because the energy you were spending judging because you had a benchmark of what right and wrong is, you don't use that energy anymore and you're just open. Right. You know, give yourself a break. Give others a break. You're smart enough to handle it. Right. And that way, now I agree 100% with you that no one else looking at anyone else's life can define what balance is supposed to be. Right. But I can assure you, if you want to be a top performer, you cannot stay top if your life is not balanced. You'll just be a fade. Right. And there's always going to be a balance, but mm-hmm. it's not, it's as not I'm permanent. saying, like, but you aren't going to be working nine to five, you know, no, you're not, you're going to be working exist. seven till 11, <laughs> whatever it is. That doesn't exist. Yeah. yeah I mean, I just I think we, you, we you know, you're not going to be spending your Friday night, every Friday night at the bar. You just, there yes. is a certain uh, the re- to, to, to have that to, to be I that extra what you special mean person yeah. I, I mean, you, you have to me, put in the extra special how many hours yeah. you work a day I just ask you how many yeah. hours there is in a day yeah and that's my answer yeah you know yeah. even when I'm sleeping I'm thinking about solving faster sure. the problems yeah so I, I get your point you yeah. know it's like uh, it's that focus become you and yeah. your lifestyle and then you you're you're continuously moving yeah. toward that, maintaining that balance with your external, internal. It's constant. Yeah. And you and don't finding, take yourself yeah, too seriously. I, mean, finding, <laughs> I think finding fulfillment yes. is always the key, um, you know. And I think when we don't find the fulfill- fulfillment, there's an emptiness in what we're doing. That's when, that's when things go south. Yeah. Yeah. So now I explain to you why I'm not running to Mars. <laughs> right. And... And it means way more than just not running to Mars, you know. It's like, uh, it's an understanding of how much more we can do. We don't need to be running away from our problems. Mm. The running away has to stop. You know, we cannot keep chasing the next, next, next. Yeah. We need to go back and have that relationship, that com- adult conversation with the planet. And um, I know? think... And with each other. Yeah. You'll know what I think on an individual level, depending on what it is, you know when you know when you're tired. Yeah. You know, you'll get to that point. Some people just need to get to that point where they can't run any further. Yeah. Um other people so a little bit more self awareness to, to stop earlier. But yeah. you know, some people just gotta burn out first and then Then they realize and then go, yeah, Okay, yeah. right, can't you know, I'm gonna turn around and do the forest gum thing and yeah, I'm gonna go so home true. now. <laughs> that is so true. Mm-hmm. Thanks, honey. Thank you.